Can't relate. Straight talk going. Stay not safe. Before you cross me, look both ways. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm outer space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going. State to state. What's going on guys, your host, your boy, George Mackay. I am live on location at Battle Arts Academy and I am sitting down with the man, the mini host got to sit down with first, the one, the only, Puff. Welcome to Straight Talk Wrestling, sir. Hello, thank you for having me. What's cracking? What's cracking is that we are a couple days out from Christmas. Now this will air the actual week, a couple days before Christmas. Beautiful. So I gotta ask you, being a fan of Christmas, a man who Big loves time fan. Christmas, what is your go-to Christmas treat? Good question. I'm not a big sweet savor or sweet treat guy. Uh, I, I tend to like the savory more. There's a lot of music playing right now. Is this is that no, picking it up? It's perfect. It's picking it up. Oh, in the beautiful. Background. We're good. We're good. Um, when I think of Christmas sweet, I'm not a gingerbread guy. I don't like gingerbread. I like little Debbie things. Little Debbie makes a good Christmas tree cake. If I had to pick a, if I had to pick a sweet treat for the holiday season, I'd pick the Little Debbie Christmas tree. That's good. That's good. I've actually had those. Those are phenomenal. Do you have Little Debbie in Canada? Well, I've had something similar, kind of like like Joe Louis kind of makes them, but it's a dark. Okay. It's like a, a dark Joe chocolate. Joe Louis. Yeah, it's like a dark chocolate Christmas filled with like chocolate fudge, oh. and then a white one filled with like a white frosting. It's oh. pretty dynamite. Joe Louis is the Little Debbie of Canada, I think. It I've is. heard of Joe Louis. It is. They're, they're both equally good. Every time I go to the States, though, I do get Little Debbie. I do enjoy Little Debbie. So, Puff, i got to ask you about a couple of things. I mean, when you sat down with the mini hosts, we talked mm -hmm. openly and honestly about vaccinations and all that yes. stuff. And the great thing is now is that the world is opening up because people are getting vaccinated. There's proper protocols. Not enough of them. <laughs> Not enough. But protocols if you're watching this, sorry, i got to go. If you're watching this and you're not vaccinated, are we allowed to swear? Yes, absolutely. Straight talk wrestling. Fuck you. You selfish prick. It's not all about you. It's true. Very true. Very true. I don't want to mess up the microphone. That's why I'm not crossing my arms. But You're good. You're good. So in terms of not being vaccinated, though, and, uh, or vaccinations and taking proper protocols and stuff, how good does it feel to be coming north of the border? where you're so loved and respected here because you're one of the guys that entertains so fantastically. Thank you very much. And it, feel, it feels very good. I'm glad to be back in Canada. I, for so long, I wasn't allowed back. Uh, I was sitting in my house doing nothing. But then vaccine happens. I got vaccinated as soon as I could because I wanted to be able to travel and feel safe again. And I don't know. It, just, it, it feels good to come back to Canada and see all the fans, see all my... Canadian friends that I love so much that I didn't get to see for so long. So it feels really good. I'm happy to be back. I'm back and traveling up north. Absolutely. And you do have a lot of friends and family over here. You have a, you have a lot of people who, who adore you. A lot of, And you met some new fans. I actually was, I am proud to be part of the commentary team here at HWE. And last event, you met one of my good friends from college, Andrew. Shout out to Andrew. And his two boys. And they saw you for the first time. And they gravitated towards you instantaneously. Because... You are electric when you're out there. How does it feel when you meet a new fan for the first time and they just have that connection with you? Because it's so important to establish that connection early on with fans. It it blows my mind because I'm still not used to it. it and it, I, not to toot my own horn, but it does happen a lot. And it's like it's what I strive to do in wrestling because 
I think that's the purpose of wrestling and stuff. Like, I like to attract people who are not the typical wrestling fan. People who, like, and I think that's what makes a wrestler like a draw to a show. Why you would put a wrestler on your show because they can, they can attract not only the wrestling fan. Like wrestling fans will come to a wrestling show because they like wrestling, but those same wrestling fans have friends who aren't wrestling fans, but they're like, come to the show with me, uh, just see what it's all about. I like to be able to translate wrestling to those fans so they see that not all wrestling is just two dudes in underwear grappling and trying to tap each other out and hit each other really hard. I like to add a bit of entertainment to my wrestling. And I think uh, a lot of the things I do... Uh, work in my favor in attracting those kind of, like, the friends of fans, you know? Like, they're going to remember seeing the big dude in the colorful outfit shaking his hips, you know? So, it's crazy every every time, because I, I, I get that so much. Like, this is my first wrestling show, I, you're my favorite, and it's like, thank you very much. It's like, I, I don't know what I did, it's just, it's just what I do, you know? It's just me, I just go in there and I do my thing, and it works. You know, everyone, I haven't asked this question in so long, but I feel like it's a question that you would have a great answer to. I used to call it the defining moment. It's that moment where we all fell in love with wrestling. For me, I talk about it all the time. It was actually seeing a bootleg copy of uh, the Steel Cage match, Jimmy Superfly Snooker, when he jumped off the top of the cage. I saw it on a Christmas when I was like five or six years old, and I fell in love with it from then. Do you remember your like first memory or first moment when you, when you yourself fell in love with it and you were like, this is something I have to do or have to have in my life? Because mm -hmm. when you're uh, a wrestling fan, people don't understand how, you know, somebody my age or somebody even yourself still doing it, how we could be invested in a product for that majority of our lives. Longer than relationships, if you will. George, can I call you that? Absolutely. This is not meant to offend you. Okay. Because it's, it's not something I speak about a lot. I feel like you don't know enough about Pup with that question because I did not grow up watching wrestling enjoying I was I was not a wrestling fan and I, 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 I watched it here and there I had friends who were wrestling fans but I would not call myself growing up a wrestling fan it's just something that I, I had friends who started training to be wrestlers I came along with them uh, just to watch just to watch my friends do they love wrestling so I was like I'll watch what they're doing it's cool and then I just, a bunch of random events happen where I end up in the ring. And, like, I never, I never planned on being a wrestler, never dreamed of being a wrestler. Like, a lot of people do, a lot of wrestlers do. They, they've been watching wrestling since they were kids. They've been loving it their whole lives. I wasn't like that. I it just sort of fell in my lap. And I think my defining moment was one of the first times I walked out into a crowd and the place exploded. And the crowd's chanting my name, and I'm just dancing, and I'm like, oh my god, what is this? Because it's a feeling that you can't even explain. It's just a high like no other, and that was probably my what makes me fall in love with it. Because, like, I talk about it with friends a lot, or it's like, I don't, like, I, I, was, I wasn't a big wrestling fan. I didn't, like, grow up loving wrestling, but I love it now, and I love it because of what it's given me. You know what I mean? I love it because now it's my life, and now it's like how I make money. Now it's how I get that high. It gives me this high when I come out 
in front of a crowd. Like, I'm not a drug doer. I, I'm not. I, I, nothing against weed or anything. I, I'm just not a big weed smoker. I know it's legal here in Canada. It's legal in New York now, I think. New York, like that, I believe Colorado yeah. was actually the first state. They to were, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not a big drinker or anything. So my high is fucking walking in. Swearing, sorry. It's all good, is man. It's walking, all straight talk for a reason, baby. Don't worry about it. That's right. Bursting <laughs> uh, out through that curtain with my music playing and fan, like seeing the faces light up. When I come out, it's uh, just a feeling like no other. And it's like, that's what I'm always chasing. Absolutely. Know? I can agree with you on that feeling. But for me, it, it was a little different. Because for me, being a parent and sharing mm -hmm. that with my children, and seeing their reactions the same way I had a reaction with my dad. Yeah. When I saw that, that snooker fight for the first time. And then I went to my first WCW house show. And mm -hmm. I met Ric Flair. Oh, shit. Back, like, he came out of the loading dock, and my dad and I happened to be walking by. He tried to make you touch his dick? No, oh. he did not. Uh, my dad, my dad actually uh, yelled out, Nature Boy, and he turned around and he went, Woo, how you guys doing? I love Canada. And we actually, like, we snapped a picture, and we spoke for a few minutes, and I remember that night just watching him and Sting in the main event of that house show. That's probably real good. telling my dad, Dad, this is, this is everything for me. This is like, these are my heroes. And to mm. see the same reaction in my children, yeah. to see their faces light up, yeah. That's the most special thing. Mm. And it, it's a time of, of the holidays to rejoice around family and friends and stuff like that. And what do you plan to do for the holidays? I mean, you probably have bookings right up until in and around Christmas, before and after. But if I you do. have those couple days to wind down, what's something Puff enjoys to do during the holidays? I love, you know, I love sitting around the Christmas tree. Dude, having a Christmas tree with lights on and like low lights in the room, just a nice Christmas tree lighting up the room. Uh, Un hanging out under a blanket, just watching a Christmas movie or watching anything. This was like being comfortable. I love that. I, I do enjoy just sitting there. Oh, sorry. Um, with a, a, I don't know. A Christmas tree just adds a whole aura to a room. I love the holiday season. I love snow, snow outside, Christmas tree in the house. It just feels, it's nostalgic and it's comfortable. I love just, just hanging out. And I love, I love giving gifts. I love finding a good gift. Like, I, obviously, I never felt that way as a kid, because it's just like, you want gifts, you want gifts. Christmas is all about getting gifts. But then I've realized as I've grown up, like, it's the feeling you get when you, fi like, finding the perfect gift for someone and, like, seeing their reaction to it is just, like, priceless. I, and I, I, it's like, you hear something like that when you're a kid, and you're like, no way, I, you love getting gifts. But, like, I don't, it's just, like, it makes you feel good when you find something to give to someone, no matter what it is. I have a little brother, and he loves ramen. Every day he's making ramen. He comes home from school, and he makes a cup of ramen or boils it on the stove. Ramen noodles. You guys have ramen noodles. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I found, like, ramen pajama pants or something for him. I, found, last, I think it was last Christmas. I just got him a, a ton of ramen-themed gifts, and his face, like, it's the same as seeing a fan's face light, light up in a wrestling show. It's like, his face light up. He's like ramen stuff, ramen stuff. It's like finding stuff that's like perfect for someone and seeing their face when they get it from you is really special. Absolutely. I mean, I gotta say, uh, I'll tell you off camera because this will air just before Christmas, so I don't want to spoil any gifts. Oh, for sure. But my wife and I, uh, we found some perfect gifts for both of our daughters. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'll say one for the five-year-old because she doesn't really watch my stuff, so I can spoil <laughs> that. Uh, but for the mini host, I'll say it to you off don't. camera. The five-year-old, the five-year-old, we got her uh, this Barbie ambulance, but oh. it's not just like an ambulance for people. It's a veterinary ambulance. 
Barbies. Oh, so veterinarian like, Barbie. Yeah, veterinarian Barbie. And my my daughter, both of my kids are pet lovers. They love pets. But I also, I've always, we've we've noticed that my daughter lately has been playing with like her Barbie convertible, but she has all the animals inside of it, and she keeps saying she's oh. rushing them to the hospital. So we figured, you know what, this is like the perfect gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the best part is when you get those, because down here in Canada, we've now embraced Black Friday. So when oh, you get really? those Black Friday deals here, because our dollar is just ridiculously over the top. You know what I was just watching last night? Uh, my favorite comedian of all time. Take a guess. Who do you think my favorite comedian of all time is? I love stand-up comedy, by the way. That's a, that's a lot to unpack, but I could say that. I, 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 I'll tell you mine, and Who's then we'll see if I'm in the same ballpark. But I'm a George Carlin freak. Like old school 70, 80, 70s, 80s George Carlin. I love, oh, and I also have an appreciation for Richard Pryor mm-hmm. and Eddie Murphy. Like Eddie Murphy, Raw and Delirious. I've gone back and watched. Everyone has told me about Raw and Delirious. Not a fan. No? I've watched them, and I'm like, I don't know. It, it, it didn't make me laugh out loud, you know? But was, I, I want to say you're a kid of the 90s. We're in, the, we're in that yes. 90s bolt. My I, comedian, I, I, who I think is the greatest, was very popular in the 90s. He's still kind of popular now. Like, I want to say... I want to say Andrew Dice Clay, but I don't think I'm right. Andrew Dice Clay? Fucking this guy. Hey, no, I, I don't mind Andrew Dice Clay. Some of his stuff's a little a little much, but he's that of all time, you think you think Andrew Dice Clay. Listen, is, I have an appreciation for 42 Long and Hickory Dickory Doc. Oh, hey, I'm not going to tell. I'm fucking Andrew Dice Clay joke right now. Uh, but no. All right, so you got. I, G- give me one, give, give, one, one more guess. More? One yeah, more yeah, guess. yeah, come on. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Adam Sandler. Uh, Adam Sandler I, had some great stand-up in the '90s, man. I don't think of him as a stand-up. I, I mean, I love Adam Sandler. I love Adam Sandler, but strictly like stand-up comedy, someone very close to Adam Sandler, a man who goes by the name Chris Rock. Okay. Bigger and Blacker is the greatest hour special in stand-up history, in my opinion. It's so good. He. He is timelessly funny. He can make things funny. Like I, I use his SNL monologues as an example because he can host SNL whenever, and he and he finds some topical stuff and just rips it apart and makes it hilarious. Like he was talking about 9/11, and he's like, "We're only six years from 9/11 sales." Come down to Red Lobster. These shrimp are $9.11. Stuff like that. Talks about how America commercializes everything. With Black Friday, it's like, he talks about how he's like, Christmas is Jesus' birthday. And now we're having all these sales for his birthday. From what I remember, Jesus was the least materialistic person to ever exist. And now you're having Jesus' birthday sales. And then you have economists on TV come out and say, this Jesus' birthday season was terrible and stuff like that. Like, that, I don't know why. That when you bring up Black Friday and shit, that's what I think of a Chris Rock joke. But Chris Rock is the greatest of all time, and I literally was watching that last night, so it's fresh in my mind. Absolutely, so. and that's a that's a great moment and a great memory. Yeah. Let's switch to wrestling for a second. Yeah, yeah. Do we have to? I'd rather talk about Stan. Let's talk about Adam Sandler. All right, let's talk. Okay, Hanukkah just started. Okay. Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah, so much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Dude, I'll listen to all three Hanukkah songs right now. When it, when it, comes, to, <laughs> when it comes to Adam Sandler, uh, my favorite, couple of my favorite sketches of all time is uh, Lunch Lady Land. 
uh, oh. with him and Chris Farley. But my all-time favorite Adam Sandler character, like sketch character from Saturday Night Live, probably Opera Man. I'm going to turn this into wrestling. Okay. But I will say, as a child, I grew up and I would fall asleep with the TV on every night. I still do that now myself. I do. Oh, I do too. But when I was a child, I had a TV with a DVD player in it and one DVD that I fell asleep to every night. And it was SNL Best of Adam Sandler. So I, I was falling asleep to Opera Man every night. Not even understanding any of the jokes. Like I go back and listen to what Opera Man's talking about. And I'm like, oh, I didn't understand what he was saying then. Um, but to, to bring back wrestling, I have an idea. I don't have enough money for this. But if I can find the right sponsors to make this happen, I would like to run a wrestling show that is Adam Sandler themed. I have a Lunch Lady Land match that is going to be spectacular. A Lunch Lady Land gauntlet match. Uh, I, have an, I, I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Um, lumberjack match. I have, it's, it's, I don't know. I, I got a crazy idea for an Adam Sandler themed wrestling show that I'm hoping to one day make po possible. Well, this is a great segue because this actually sets up my next question. So a lot of the greats in wrestling, they all have that stipulation match, or that match that they thrive in the most. Undertaker has the casket match, or the Inferno match, or the Hell in the Cell match. He's actually got a lot of gimmick matches. Yeah. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon, both synonymous with ladders. Uh, Bret Hart, synonymous with Iron Man matches. Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels as well, you could throw in the Iron, Iron Man match ring. What would you say, if, if given an opportunity to the right promoter, the right booker, if they came to you and said, Puff, we want you to design your own stipulation signature match, what would, what would a Puff signature stipulation match look like? Um, I've had a lot of weird stipulation matches. I wrestled in a donut match one time against Dick Justice. Um, I'm, to my knowledge, the first ever donut match. Um... But I don't know, you know, last night I had a match where it's a stipulation that I made up on my own, a, a jingle all the way death match, Christmas obviously, and I had I had a jingle all the way match two years ago at uh, the Every Time I Die Tid the Season Christmas show, where I, the, the rules vary in a jingle all the way match, depending on the situation, like I was feuding with Pretty Ricky, and we have to have a blow off match, and I challenged him to a jingle all the way death match where I tried to kill him with a knife. Uh, but I don't want to spoil any of the endings. Look for it. Barry Wrestling, Jingle All the Way, Deathmatch, Pretty Ricky versus Puff. It'll probably be out there somewhere. I don't want to spoil the endings, but it was crazy. It was, the lights were or the ropes were wrapped in uh, Christmas lights. Uh, there were wrapping paper light tubes. There were candy cane, Singapore canes. Uh, that, gift boxes. That sounds incredible. It was insane. And the gift boxes were filled with like little weapons, like yeah, thumbtacks yeah, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I stuff love like it. I love candy it. Candy cane thumbtacks. It was insane. Jesus came out. Santa Claus came out. Turbo Man came out. It was it was wild. Uh, that would probably be. I, I I'd say the Jingle All the Way match is probably my stipulation match because I had one before at the Every Time I Die Christmas show where it was myself. <clears throat> In my when I, as Santa Puff, uh, along with Santa Tommy Dreamer. Okay. Okay. Uh, and we were having some beef as to who's going to be the next Santa Claus, because Santa Claus retiring. Santa Claus was uh, Brody King. I don't know if you're familiar with Ring of Honor's Brody King. 
Uh, so me and Tommy, Santa Tommy Dreamer, had some issues with each other trying to be the next Santa Claus. And then our, our conversation was thwarted by a bunch of elves that included Elf Gregory Iron, Elf Vaughn Vertigo, Elf KTB, Elf Mark Wheeler, Elf Space Monkey maybe? There were a lot of elves. And they attacked me and Tommy. But we cleared the house. It was, it was me and Tommy as Santas versus a bunch of elves. The Jingle All the Way match, I probably would say, oh, uh, is my stipulation match. And the rules and the rules vary. The rules vary depending on the situation. Exactly. I like that. I like that. It, it's a it's an evolving match within a stipulation. So yes. It has its it has its core. Yes. Core set like it's all set up in the core, mm -hmm. but the flow of the match can evolve and change. Exactly. I like it. It's like it's kind of like physics, right? Atoms change all over the time, all over the place. So I gotta ask because it's kind of a question that um, when I told some people I would be sitting down with you, I had one a good friend of mine. He said, you know, can you ask him about AEW? You had some fun at AEW. You had some matches on Dark. Definitely. You were featured in some Dynamite stuff. But how was the overall experience? Because I have heard from a lot of other people who have been on Dark matches and uh, Evolution matches and stuff like that. They've talked about how great it is backstage, how there's seminars. You could literally go anywhere and just have an impromptu seminar with anybody. Any of the OGs. Mark Henry, they're all just kind of around. You can pick their brains all the time. Mm -hmm. So what was that like for you, being able to uh, have that experience? Um... My AEW experience was very positive. It, um, I think things have changed a little since I, I went because it, was er it wasn't early in the pandemic, but it was like September 2020. So they were still doing it a certain way. They were still based in Jacksonville. And yeah, it was a, a really positive experience. I got to be around a lot of... That's the thing. I'm very familiar with the entire roster. I've been... Since I started wrestling, I've been on shows with all those dudes fucking... Janela, Orange Cassidy, fucking, obviously Pepper, uh, uh, the Blade and the Butcher, two dudes I grew up with, or that, like I've been start since wrestling. I trained with them. They're like two of my best friends on the planet. Um, the whole locker room, like Marco Stern, I don't know, like all, all the, like I'm, I know all of them from wrestling them or being on shows with them. So it just felt like a comfortable environment. It felt like I was just in any other locker room that I've been in because it's like. These dudes have been in the locker rooms I've been in. Uh, Brody Lee, seeing Brody Lee there, and like, we, me and Brody Lee were not that close, but like, he's from Rochester, I'm from Buffalo. He, when he was in WWE, he came down to Buffalo to host a seminar, and he was just so cool, and like, he was watching all the stuff I was doing and talking to me, and it was just great, joking around and stuff. Like, it was just, it really was a great time seeing Tony Khan just be so passionate about wrestling. Like, the dude loves wrestling. And cares about it a lot. And it's just, like, great to see. Like, I was there for the street fight. Oh, proud and powerful, dude. Those dudes rule. And being able to be in the background for the street fight between the best friends of Proud and Powerful. It was just one of, one of the, like, I it's crazy. I paused that. I was watching that match on my PBR. Mm. And I paused it when I saw you. And I oh, snapped yeah. a selfie because I I'd never been able to come, get out to a Puff match. Really? In the whole time you've been here at all the shows. Every time I was planning, okay, Puff's there, I'm going. I got to meet Puff. I mm -hmm. love this guy from all the clips that I've seen. And something always happened. Yeah. Car brake issues, family emergencies. Something always just got in the way. Sure. So I had never had an ability to take a selfie with you. Really? So I actually stopped it. And I took I took a screenshot when I saw your face. There's one part where you're like, I stopped it right at that moment. <laughs> and I snapped it. I'm like, and I, tweet, I tweeted it and I said, 
may not be the selfie I was looking for, but it's the selfie I needed right now. Hell yeah. So honestly, man, like I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you. And I, I find you one of the most humble and the kindest and, and sweetest people in the world. And um, I appreciate to hear that. how I strive to I strive to be that. You know but what I mean? But you are. You are like my. You met my daughter, and you gave her you gave her the time of fifteen minutes. And you sat with her, and she was so excited when we released that episode. Yeah. And what, what gets her even more excited is when the wrestlers actually take the time to actually share it. And some say they will, and yeah. they get caught up in other things. But when I showed her, I'm like, Puck's, "Puck promised what he said he was going to do, and he shared yeah. it." And she's like, "Man, I'm so excited about this. I loved it." And she's like, "Dad, that was the longest interview I've ever done." Yeah. Because usually we keep it around five to seven minutes. But yeah, I, I go, I'll go off if I feel no, so. But, you know, fourteen minutes. And it was great, and we talked about everything. We talked about the Crocs, which I'm not going to bring up the Crocs because you've already answered the question with the videos. So go back and watch the video stuff. But I will say this: I got to ask this because I've noticed every time I've seen you, there's different Crocs. So how many pairs of Crocs would you say you own? I've lost count. I've lost count. Somewhere around uh, upper 30s, probably maybe more. And I keep buying all, them. They're all still in good condition. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the ones with the fuzz in them have been worn down. Uh, some of the ones I've wrestled in have, are a little wore out. But for the most part, they're all pretty decent condition. So everywhere you go, like I said, you're a fan favorite. The fans, you excite the fans, you hype the fans up. Has there ever been an opportunity where you, or has there ever been a situation where based on the storyline or the way the booking went, Puff was actually the bad guy at a promotion? Um... Not necessarily. I've had a lot of situations where people will try to boo me, and I just think they're wrong. So I'm like, boo me all you want. I don't care. You're not, I, I rule. I, I have enough self-confidence where I was like, hey, fuck you. I, I, yeah. I, like, I was at this show, Hustle Brand Wrestling, in Barrie, which is an extension of Barrie Wrestling. Um... They're always dudes trying to boo me, and I just got in the face. I'm like, hey, fuck you. I, I rule. I don't know why you're booing me. But, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I just, if someone's got a problem with me, I let, I let it fucking roll. Have you ever had a situation with, because I've always asked this question, and I pose it, and I get a lot of different answers because everyone has a different kind of take or opinion. There are some fans that are so passionate where the passion can almost be detrimental in the way that a fan can be so invested in the product or so invested in certain aspects of the product that they go over the top. Kind of like what happened with Seth Rollins a few weeks ago where that fan jumped the guardrail oh. and attacked him. Have you ever had a situation where a fan just took it to the extreme? No, I've been lucky enough to not have anything like that happen. Um, I think a lot of the shows I work at have good enough security and also like, I don't know, I, I, I also don't think I do anything that would rub fans the wrong way. I mean, unless I come across a fucking crazy right-wing somebody who's seen my Twitter and wants to attack me or something, but I, that has yet to happen, so I don't know. Yeah, no, I've never, no, no one's ever been like that. Nothing. That's I, good, though, but that's, that's good, though. That means yeah. that you've had a lot of positive experiences in wrestling. So I got to ask this, because everybody has kind of a dream bucket list in wrestling. Oh. You may not have a dream bucket list in wrestling, but I pose this question. I remember when you sat down with my daughter, she asked you as the year's winding down what goals you had for this year. And you mentioned... You Sorry, I have like something on my tongue. <laughs> it's like a grain of salt or something. She mentioned... She mentioned, or you mentioned that you had some goals that you would want to travel or go to places that you haven't tapped into yet. 
Yes. Uh, is there any markets that are on the horizon for 2022 that you might be able to announce or might be able to say that you're kind of heading towards or looking at avenues to get over there? Uh, I think I'll be in the Midwest a little more in 2022. Uh, Chicago is where I'm aiming at. I have some stuff in the works. Uh, nothing really. I, I, I might try to go to the UK. I just got to... I've had some health issues that I'm trying to work with and trying to figure out before I try and make any major plans or anything. I some stuff going on. But, yeah, no, I mean, I might try in 2022 to go to the U.K. for an extended amount of time. I don't know. I, I, I'm just, I've been focused on, like, the now right now. I'll try to, I'm trying to go to New York City a little more often. I've started to go. I'm starting to get booked in New York City a little more, and I really like the crowd there. So, yeah, I don't know. New right, York. You go out to New York, man. Yeah, hopefully, I know you'll see my boys at Dirty Hills Podcast. They are fantastic. They run out of New York. Two of my very good friends in this game. I've been blessed to actually meet a lot of friends. And to say that I can add you to that list makes it even more special. I want to go back to Christmas because I think you and I would have this uh, Christmas game that I have kind of played out in my head. I'd like to play with you if you're game for it. I want to rank 10 Christmas movies. I'm going to name 10 random Christmas movies. And we're going to rank them from 1 to 10. 1 being where you would put it on the list as the bottom of the barrel, 10 being the top tier. Oh, 10's the top. 10's the top. We're oh. going 10 to top. I want to reverse it. Everybody goes okay. 10 to 1. Let's go 1 to 10. Okay. So 1 being your least favorite. I'll say like 1 star and then 10 stars. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm going to throw out 10 Christmas movies. You let me know where you rank them. And if you haven't seen it, let me know I do have two alternates. Okay, here we go. Obviously, the first one off the bat, one of my all-time favorites, The Christmas Story. 1. I hate the Christmas story. A Christmas story. It makes Ralph, me uncomfortable. Ralphie. It makes me uncomfortable. All right, fine. There's a weird vibe to it that I don't like. Okay. One of my favorite animated Christmas movies now, Eight Crazy Nights. Dude, you asshole. That might be number one. I, I mean, number 10. <laughs> right right now, it's number 10. Okay, now now you can move it down. I will allow you to move down. Okay. okay. Uh, Home Alone. Nine. Okay, okay. So For right now. now, we got Eight Crazy Nights at 10. Home Alone at 9, and A Christmas Story at 1. I'm a little bit upset about that, but I'm going to let it go. I'm not going to throw in any Hallmark movies, so you don't have to worry about that, okay? Um, let's see. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. I'm going to go classic TV for a second. Let's go classic Christmas TV if I can, okay? Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. The animated, like the claymation cartoon. Put that at 5. 5, okay, okay, okay. Um, what would you put, because it's been remade so many times, but where would you put the Christmas Carol as a whole? Like if we go from the original Black and Whites to Jim Carrey's Christmas Carol to the Muppets Christmas Carol, where would you rank that? I try to steer clear of a Christmas Carol. Uh, I've seen it once, I've seen it enough times. I'd probably put it at three. Okay, okay it's, still, it's still up there, it's still a classic. Uh, another movie that holds a special place in my wife's heart. Uh, just friends. Ryan Reynolds. Oh, where he's fat yeah, and losing the weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah, seen that. I, I don't think about that one a lot as a Christmas movie, so I'll put that at Two? four. Four? I'll put it at four for now. Okay, Ryan I Reynolds. like Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's great. Ryan Reynolds is great. Amy Smart in that? Yeah, Amy, Amy Smart. Smart. Yeah, she's good in that. Also, Are they both uh, Canadians? Ryan Reynolds is. I'm not sure about oh, Amy I Smart. Know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. All right, uh, another one that is a classic in a lot of households, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. I don't know if I've seen all of that, so I'm going to put that at two. 
Yeah. All right, so we basically have one through five filled. We're still holding for yeah. six, seven, and eight. A Christmas Story, National Lampoons, Just Friends. No, Just Friends, we put it four. Christmas Carol, we put it Christmas three. Carol, Just Friends, Rudolph. Rudolph. Yes, okay. Uh, let's I feel go, good about that. Let's go TV again for a second. Frosty the Snowman. Now you have six, seven, and eight still available. I'll put it at six. Six? Okay, Frosty's the animated cartoon. Yeah. Um... This is one that holds a special place in my heart. A lot of people don't love this movie, but I actually do. Uh, Jack Frost with Michael Keaton. I'll put that at five and move Rudolph up. Seven? Okay, Rudolph seven. So now we're just looking no, at- No, Rudolph six. Rudolph six, and uh, then- Frosty seven. Frosty seven. So now we're just gonna fill eight. We just gotta Elf. fill eight. Elf? All right. What was, I was your answer going to be? Say, I was going to say Elf. Were you really? I was actually going to say Elf. Okay, I feel good about that list. I feel good about that list, too. Let me see. Eight Crazy Nights. Yes. Home Alone. Yes. Elf. Yes. Frosty. Yes. Rudolph. Yes. Jack Frost. Yes. Hold on, don't tell me. Um, Just Friends. Yes. Christmas Carol. Yes. Lampoon's Christmas Story. It's a solid Christmas list. I have that as my list. list. Eight Crazy Nights is so goddamn good. It is. It is. Uh, I, I love it. See you later, Boopsicle. That's yeah, one of my yeah. favorite lines. Bum, bitty, bitty, bum, bum. And you know what? The, the message behind the movie is so... It's, it's genuine. You know? I think about Whitey all the time at Christmas time. He just wanted to... He's not Jewish. He just loves celebrating all the holidays. I'll celebrate Kwanzaa. I'll celebrate Hanukkah. I love celebrating, you know? I love appreciating people, like, being around, being merry. I think that's this, the holiday spirit. I love Christmas. I don't care about religion at all. I don't think Jesus Christ, I don't want to, I don't like religion, any of them. But wouldn't you not agree that around this month, month and a half, kind of after the American Thanksgiving, that the world kind of seems to get a little bit nicer for these four or five years? For sure. People kind of let people slide into the lane in front of them. People will let the older lady in front of them go ahead and the checkout line at the grocery store or at your coffee shop. Definitely. And, and I, I find that, I wish that we could just put that practice in full 365. So I got to ask two more questions and I'm going to let you prepare for your match and prepare for the awesomeness that is HWE, Not So Silent Night. But oh, what, what would you think uh, is your, everyone's got a New Year's resolution. Mine this year is to be a little bit more health conscious take a little bit more care of myself to be around for my children a little bit longer, try to shed some weight, try to eat better. That's kind of my goal. What is Puff's New Year's I haven't put any thought into this. Uh, make more money. How about that? I like that. Travel the world, maybe. More money. I definitely want to. And you touched on you touched on health issues, and I don't want to get too personal into that, but I'm yeah. glad that you're going to take care of yourself yeah, and make yeah, sure yeah, things are good. But um, health is so important these days, and one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about, something that I'm very passionate about, is men's mental health. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a person, I'm going to get real with you now for a second. I have battled um, anxiety, and I've battled uh, bouts of depression. I, uh, I didn't have, I would say, the greatest... Uh, Life sometimes growing up, I was bullied a lot. I was picked on a lot for being different. I grew up my whole life overweight. I, I'm right there I'm, with you. I'm right there with you. So, big, big guys, we feel it the worst because we're not the best. But when I was 18, I met someone who changed my life. And I'm proud to say she's been my life partner and my wife for the last 14 years. We've been together for 19 years. That's amazing. And she saved my life. And I credit her all the time. But 
she's the one person, the one constant in my life that no matter what's going on, she perks me up. She, she builds me up. She makes me feel so strong. When I'm down about the podcast or when I'm down about things in my, my shoot job life, she's always there to kind of tell me that no matter what, she's always there. She will fight with me. Um, what's your stance on That's a great support system it to is. have. It is. Um, I don't know if I talk about it enough, but, I mean, in private, I definitely talk about it. I literally have a text in a group chat from a buddy of mine who, uh, I'm not going to want to say his name. Of course. We're talking about mental health right now, and I, I, I think it's so important. I think, I think I'm a big believer in therapy. I think, I think, especially after the pandemic and shit, the way the world is now, I think it values every, everyone would value from having a therapist, having just someone to talk to about life and, like, find, find solutions to problems you're having in your life. Just, just having that outlet to talk about what's going on in your mind is so important. I think, I mean, I see a therapist, I, I got in a bad accident with three of my best friends. I almost lost them. It's very traumatic. And I didn't, my mom originally told me to go to therapy. I was like, I don't know, how is that going to help? I went to therapy. I had a bad therapist. Did not help me. He kind of left me hanging. And, and that's a situation that a lot of people will get into. If you go to a therapist, the first one you get might not be the right one. It might not be. You might have to, like, and it's hard. You're going somewhere for help. And if they don't help you, that's hard. And it's like, and I don't mean to, I don't want to blame any therapist either because I know good therapists are hard to find. And therapists get a lot put on their plate. So many clients, it's, it's hard to be able to be there for so many people at once. So I don't put any blame on the guy, but he like left me in the lurch and I was like, what the hell? I, I made a phone call. I was like, hey, is there someone else I can talk to? They sent me over someone else and she's, she's amazing. She's helped me so much, did some things with me. And it's all, I haven't even met her in real life. It's just over Zoom during the pandemic. And she's incredible. It's, it's blown my mind how much it's helped me. And, like, the things in my head, like, just, like, I, I, I was very, I was, like, the only lucid one during this accident we were in. Uh, my friends, uh, one of them doesn't even remember it. But I was very alert and aware. I had to kick myself out of the car. I had to call 911. It was, it was a terrible experience. And I remember it all very vividly. And it's not a fun thing to think about. But she gave me, did these exercises with me that were crazy. That, like, made, like, made me see it in a different light. And it was incredible. And, like, I cannot say enough good things about therapy. If you're thinking about talking to someone, like, please do. Please, it's very important to value your mental health. And, yeah, I don't know. No, oh, that's, that's say, a perfect way, I think, to end this. It's been a great 40-minute conversation, and I want to officially let you know that you are now, I think, I'm pretty sure the video has probably already told you, but you're now a member of the Straight the Talk wall. family, my man. Oh, you are wow. on the wall. Yeah. You're on the wall of fame. You're a member of the Straight Talk family. Anytime you want to come back, it will be our honor and our privilege to talk to you again. So before you go, give everyone your socials. Let them know where they can follow the journey that is Puff. Puff is God everywhere. Except for Twitch, where it's Puff is God 69. I've been starting to Twitch more. Uh, yeah, fantastic, fantastic. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy Hanukkah, happy Kwanzaa, 
all the other Rosh Hashanah. I don't know when that happens, but all the holidays. Enjoy your holidays. Celebrate, everybody. This is Straight Talk Wrestling's gift to you. Our episode with Pop. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, click that link below. Subscribe. Support us. Help us grow as we head into 2022. And what a ride. Peace, love, and wrestling. I'll see you guys next time. What do you got there? What do you got? Oh, Sprite. Nice. Sprite Zero, Zero baby. Peace out, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to tune in next week for another great episode on all available podcast platforms and hosted on Podbean. Also, check us out on YouTube at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Instagram at Straight Talk Wrestling, on Facebook at Straight Talk Wrestling, and on Twitter at underscore Straight Talk. And if you feel the need to buy some sweet merch, check us out on ProWrestlingTees.com. Leaving the scene with no trace. None in my lead. You out of place. I'm not at the top. I'm out of space. Can't eat with us. We're out of place. I'm doing fine. I'm feeling great. You're not my fan. You can't relate. Straight talk going state to state.